Three years ago, we had a special guest on the podcast, and at that time we said, wouldn't it be cool if we could get him in the studio with us? Well, wait no longer. Today is the day, friends. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop and Bishop Tipton. Hello, welcome back. How yes. Mic check, everyone. Check, check, check. Everybody yes. doing good? Yes. Welcome, everyone. Every, everybody adjust their suit coats. It's Kingdom Speak. Uh, it's Friday. It is Friday. And yeah. I'm I'm playing dress up. I'm dressed up like the producer, everyone. Oh. And I got to say, I feel a little dirty inside. Oh. <laughs> this, uh, I can't imagine approaching this podcast every week and, and, and dressing like this. This is a one-time thing for me. I have to say, I don't feel that great about it, but uh, it is what it is. Is there a reason behind why you would come? I'm straight from the turkey table. Ah. We're recording this let's, on Thanksgiving Day. Let's just be honest, Day. the co-host is just off his game today. We're taking yeah. one for the team here. We're on a holiday. This is holiday pay today, Bishop. I don't know if anyone told you that or not. <laughs> <laughs> holiday so, pay. man. Ay, ay, ay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, maybe we won't do two episodes. Holiday maybe. monetizing as well, I suppose, from all the algorithms. Anyways, welcome back, everyone. And today's going to be a great day. Yes. On Kingdom Speak. And it's mm-hmm. been three years. I believe October 23rd, 2020. Wow. We've been podcasting that long. Wow. Yeah. We were on Zoom with Bishop Tipton. And I won't tell you the name of the episode. This is trivia. Yes. Go back and find it. Just look it up. Uh, it, it, wait, it'll it, come it, out. Either go back uh, and look it up or just hold on because we will. Yeah. Yeah. Mind your manners. <laughs> Mind your manners. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, so let me read us a review, and let's get uh, everybody wants to get to the main course today. So let's get at it here. Uh, there's an Apple Podcast review I'm going to read to you. It says, "Thankful." I think that's appropriate for Thanksgiving. Absolutely amazing content. I'm so thankful I found this podcast. Incredible insight on biblical truth. This podcast is a wellspring of knowledge. Every person needs to listen to. Keep up the great work. And that's from Andy. Butler on Apple Podcasts. So let's say amen to Andy. Apple Podcasts. Can I get a amen? Can I get a hallelujah? One more on YouTube. It says this. Uh, good morning. Just going back and reviewing episodes I missed or wanted to revisit. Thanks so much for this episode. They're commenting on judging with mercy. Oh, okay. From one who has who was given mercy and in return was required to give mercy and forgive. So much wealth of knowledge and wisdom on this topic. Thanks from another Jamaican oh, who wow. enjoys your podcast. And that is from O. Richard on YouTube. So another Jamaican. Shout out Boy. to the Jamaicans they're representing. That's incredible. How about that? Incredible. So, yes, it has been three years since, um, and there was a lot that was going on at that time. Mm -hmm. Bishop, you were you were pastoring at that time. Where where was it? Kingsport, Tennessee. Kingsport, Tennessee. We were um, we were all still dealing with COVID and the ramifications of that particular season 
And man, when Bishop agreed to mm-hmm. come on the um, the podcast, then we we knew it was going to be good, but we didn't know it was going to be that good. Did you do much streaming? Were, was that a natural thing for you, or were you kind of uncomfortable doing that with us? We did some for overseas mm-hmm. with uh, Brother Lambeth, mm-hmm. yeah. and then also uh, to Missionary Bracken mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, I think, during that particular season was kind of thrust into yeah. using <laughs> whatever means they could yes. to, to kind of hold the kingdom together. Mm-hmm. So we... St- Still get feedback. So sure I'm, I'm going to help the the ones you were alienating a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've checked it out by they've now. They've checked it. Yeah, yeah. They, they paused this podcast and went yeah. and found out. Uh, it's called Table Manners. Mm-hmm. And wow. So I think mm-hmm. it would be good before we go too much farther into this episode to make sure we didn't leave any mm-hmm. anything on the table yeah, mm-hmm. crumbs. from that last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we may need to just pull the chair up and, and continue that conversation. Well, by way of review. <laughs> yeah, there we yes. go. Yeah. Um, he says, if any man, mm. any man, mm. he's been addressing seven churches. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I believe the pastor of those seven of those churches. churches. Yes. And then he sums it all up and says, If any man hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, a personal mantra of mine in recent years has been Jesus' response, I believe, to the first temptation turn these stones into bread. And he quotes Deuteronomy. Mm. Man shall not live by by bread alone. Yes, mm-hmm. but by every, every word that proceedeth. It's a proceeding word. <laughs> it's a procession. There's always another one on the way. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a flow that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Mm. It's always verified, validated, and substantiated by the written word. Yes. But it actually becomes the living word. Yes. And the living word is our source of, of life. There is no life, really, outside of the living word. Have, have you heard? Have you heard my dad? And and I. I, I'm going to try my best to see if I can get them both on here. I would love that. Yeah. But have you, has, has he ever talked to you about the, the, the what you were just describing in, in the story of Abraham and Isaac? He may have, but I want to hear Ab- it. Abraham with the knife raised, yes. ready to plunge Isaac through, which is obedience to a word from God, but then came another word. And if he wouldn't have been in tune to the progressive or, as you just said, the pro, what you say, the, the proceeding, proceeding, he would have killed Isaac. Absolutely. And still said he was being obedient to the word Absolutely. of God. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, 
Absolutely. So it has to be, we, we have to, we've got to grab the proceeding element of the word. Yes. I think key to that is stewarding the last word that you got properly. Oh. Some people mm. say, God is silent. Mm. I can't hear God. Mm. Not mm. every time. But sometimes, and I would even say oftentimes, God is waiting for you to steward fully that last what word. What he already said. What he already said. Wow. So when I, was, when I respond to what he's already said, then that unlocks the next. Yes, because that's the way increase comes. You always are faithful with mm. what you've already been given. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it attracts more. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's always more. Whew. He is the word. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's not limited to the, oh, no. to the bookends of this. No. No. Mm-hmm. This written word. No, there are lists, but those lists don't contain him. Mm. They simply reveal him. Mm. <laughs> <Woo>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking some notes here. <laughs> yes. The world could not contain no. the books. No. No. The living, proceeding word will never contradict the written word. But it's not mm-hmm. limited mm-hmm. Yes. to the written word. Yes. We were talking the other day. Yes. I don't know if anybody even preached this or taught this in the early church, but yet, what is it, Acts 19, where special miracles were wrought, Yes. By the hands of Paul. Yes. They mm-hmm. took from his body handkerchiefs mm-hmm. and aprons. Mm-hmm. Where's the precedent for that? That's not a book of precedents because God is, <laughs> God will never, val- uh, he'll never invalidate or go beyond right. his, yeah, his written right. word. Right. He will always agree with that, but he's not limited to what he did yesterday. Yes. He can do something brand new today mm. and not contradict yesterday, but actually increase. He's a, he's a God of abundance and constant increase. So f- from the hands of Paul, he brought s- special miracles, work aprons. Think about that. That's when uh, we brought up the, yes. the idea of sanctified labor. Oh, talk yeah. about that. All right. <laughs> you know, there's a... There's an attitude, maybe not in Canada, but uh, down Mississippi way. Yeah, it probably sneaks across the border. <laughs> hey, we have a global audience, so wherever we're talking right now, it goes everywhere. And the idea of modern education, at least that's what's being uh, received. I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not really propagating this, but what is being received is if the more education I get, then the less work I have to, to, to do. do. Or, hmm. The less labor. Or yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but yet we find the Apostle Paul, 
who wrote nearly half of the New Testament, but yet he labored with his hands. He was a tent maker by trade. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, to all the men of God that are out there that are working uh, uh, laborsome jobs, they're putting right. in time, they're standing at a machine, they're, they're fulfilling the role of a plumber, electrician, et cetera, on it right. goes. Uh, you are in good company. So yes. Don't, yes. Don't ever feel second rate. Yes. I'm the result of a home missions work, first convert of a man who came to our city and stood at a machine 50, 60 hours a week and dug out of work. And as a result, I get to 50 plus years later sit at this microphone. You'll never meet him. He's already gone to his reward. You'll probably never have heard of him. But I heard the gospel through him, and uh, he worked a job. I think all he had was a high school education and not knocking education. Sure. But he, he was not above yes. what I choose to call sanctified labor. Can mm. you think... Wow. Of the anointing, because what happened as a result of those handkerchiefs and work aprons, we would would probably parallel those with uh, uh, sweat rags. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It it had perspiration on it. Yes. Yeah. And yet, Mm. it was so anointed that wherever those aprons, those handkerchiefs went, Diseases left, God. demons ran like rats looking for a dark place because of a man who was willing to, to work with his hands and sweat to dig out a work hmm. and, and fulfill the call of God at the same time. This kind of flies then in the face of this idea, Bishop, that that one of the metrics for measuring the efficacy of a ministry is whether you're full-time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, in the circle I was in, that was the, uh, that was the badge that you right. wanted to be able to, to obtain. It didn't matter if your family was struggling. It didn't matter if the church right. was struggling. <laughs> if you were full-time, boy, full-time. you had arrived. Right. And I'm not knocking full-time. I've been full-time for over 50 years. Um, But yet I've worked. I've uh, been privy and blessed enough to have multiple streams of income. I liken it to the full-time mentality uh, to the Levitical priesthood, Uh. to that of the order of Melchizedek which was also a priesthood, but it was much higher. And it uh, covered not only the priestly, but the kingly. (laughs) It wasn't limited to uh, what we would call the uh, non-secular. But it flies in the face of that, in my opinion, that wrong approach that you have this part is secular and this part is non-secular. Right. I don't believe God looks at it like that. You can be anointed as a plumber. You can be anointed as an electrician. This is so good. 
you can be anointed as a as a, a community leader where a doctor like whatever wherever god has has placed you uh that is a higher order in my opinion yes I, to me <clears throat> i can remember being asked this question one time in a uh in an interview and they asked you know what what what's your opinion on on divested roles you know ministry and the secular as you're talking about what what do you think about that and the first thing that came to my mind was well jesus was carpenter sure so i i guess it doesn't get any mm -hmm. it doesn't need to stray any farther mm -hmm. than that absolutely as our perfect example absolutely absolutely so to all of those men out there whether you're full-time or whether I would put you in the, not only the company of Paul, who work with your hands, um, I'd also add uh, Philip, which mm. one place in the scripture, he's not just an evangelist, he's called the evangelist. <laughs> That's a pretty exclusive club. Yes, and then, of course, Stephen. Yes. Stephen, he was... Serving tables, waiting on tables, taking care of the daily ministry to the widows mm -hmm. in those days. But it did not uh, limit the God-called anointing and ministry that was upon his life. Wow. Yes. Hmm. So you may be laboring side by side uh, with a pastor who's full-time. You are not second rate. Inferior. You're not second class. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. You have a God called place and hold your head up high. Uh, I wouldn't even be talking on this microphone if it had not been for a man. I think he only owned two suits to his name when he came to our city hmm. and stood at a machine and uh, opened up the living room of his home. Oh, God. And started preaching this gospel. Wow. Within walking distance from our house. Up until then, there had been no apostolic voice in a, in a county of 200,000 people. And here he came in the will of God. Mm. So be encouraged, sir. Wow. Wow. Sanctified labor. Yes, keep working. Wow. Whew. Man. That's good stuff. I, I, you, you, you're helping people with this because th this is a, I think it's an unrealistic expectation that we can tend to yoke ourselves with. Yes. That, that's just, it, it's not a reasonable. And, and hearing it from this perspective, mm -hmm. not a biblical expectation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow! So this this ties into you 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 got you got on this with the special miracles, the ongoing of of the handkerchiefs, the sweat rags that were that were sent out from. Uh, before we before we jump back on that, just in the line of a question. 
is there, because I've wondered about this before, if you go back to the garden in the pre-fall perfect plan of God, there was still labor. Yes. I think sometimes we look at and classify labor as a result of sin, but there's there's elements there. Labor was there, and the need for dominion to be established yes. was there before there was ever a fall. Absolutely, said to keep it and to dress it. Yes, I, I look at that as as protect it and improve it. Oh, <laughs> well, there. Yeah, yeah, yes. Protect it and improve mm. it, and if you'll do that with everything, anything. Wow. Whatever it is, everything you've got in your hand, everything or you have at oh. your fingertips, if you'll protect it as you should and improve it as you should, get ready. You're setting yourself up for increase. Mm. There's more. That's a God-given law from before the fall. Mm. That's it. Yes, yes. Mm. Mm. So don't get mm. so hung up on what you don't have. <clears throat> Don't, oh, don't don't God, talk about that. Yeah, don't uh, commit yourself uh, by saying or or procrastinate your pro- commitment by saying, "Well, when I get such and such, or when this happens, I'll do." No, everything you you need is at your fingertips right now. Mm-hmm. I don't care your, what your circumstance is, mm. where you are in life or ministry. Mm. Doesn't matter if you will use what. You have been given. Steward it properly. Protect it and improve it. Increase is coming. There's a lot there. Increase is coming. Is that not, God, boy, I can feel this. Is that not what real church growth should be about? Yes. Yes. You steward everybody that comes through those doors properly. Yes. And if somehow, if I can do that as a church leader and I can lead those people to go, I want to go home and do that in my garden. Absolutely. Right. This, this becomes something that organically <clears throat> there's growth. Yes. If everybody in the church increases mm-hmm. capacity by 5%, think of the exponential impact on the corporate body yes. of Christ. Yes. Yes. And if you use the same math that he uses when he says, if one can put a thousand well. <laughs> to flight, yeah. and two can put 10,000 to flight. Yeah. Mm. So there is no limit. Put no limit on him. He will always validate, never contradict his word, but don't limit him to that. I mean, where did anybody say anything about if just the man of God's shadow? Mm. Where, where, where? Where's the precedent? You know, that? the closest thing, and and I stand to be corrected. Uh, closest thing I can come to that is is David, who was way ahead of his time, who said, "He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, El Shaddai." Mm. Yes. And evidently, somebody got a revelation and heard the man of God, Apostle Peter's in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way he's going to 
come out of the house, but let's just go ahead and lay the sick on the sidewalks either way. If he, if he comes this way, let's have some sick folk. Mm. Where's, where's the precedent for that, man? Mm. We serve a God mm. that he'll never, he'll never contradict his word, but mm, don't hold him to. to the past. Don't limit him to precedence. This is how you did it before, God. I'm telling you, we serve Boy. a God. I'm 72 years old. I've been around this for 50-some years, and I'm seeing God's stuff do stuff that is absolutely God. stunning. Stunning. Bishop, you... you oh, man. I, I, I just hope that everybody that's listening to this can feel this, what we're feeling here, but... If, if I could just turn the prism a bit on something that I think you can speak to because of where you're at in your ministry, I think this even affects generational, it has generational implications. Let, let, me, let me qualify what I'm saying. At 72 years of age, you have one of two mindsets that you can adopt. I've either seen it all or you can adopt the one that you're presenting here. If you adopt the one I've seen it all, then that affects how God can move in this generation because you interpret everything as competition and looking for the precedent of if it didn't happen that way in my day, is it God if it's happening that way in this day? Absolutely. Absolutely. And for, I'm just, you know, and I know the majority of folks that are listening to this aren't, aren't aware of what I'm fixing to say, but, I mean, the fact that you are with us this weekend is because you're operating in that dimension that you were just, this wasn't a planned thing. This was a God thing that you're here this weekend. And there's nobody in our church that's doubting that because of what God has done even this past weekend. But this is really unprecedented the way that God is operating. But for you at your age, is, is it not, and this is the question, is it not critical that in transition, men get the understanding of what you're talking about here, or else it, it threatens transition because if, if I can't see where the shadow done it in the past, then why are, mm -hmm. are we why are we lining the people up for Peter coming out the door at this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Even in the Old Testament, a lesser covenant. He said, you have limited the Holy One of yes. Israel. Mm -hmm. I will work. A work. Who will, Who will. let him? <laughs> I have not seen. Mm. Ear hath not heard. And I believe that's what Isaiah 64, the prayer was, oh, that you would rend the heavens. Mm come down and show us terrible or mm -hmm. amazing, stunning, awesome things. I believe that prayer was answered by Isaiah 
when Jesus was baptized. Mark chapter 1. Yes. The heavens. When it says the heavens were opened. Mm. You look at the Greek word that's used there. It wasn't just a few clouds that moved out of the way. But the same word is used at his crucifixion in Matthew 26 when it said the, the veil, veil. <laughs> was <laughs> rent and the rocks were oh. rent. That's what happened when, when Mark describes his baptism, the heavens were opened. And my, mm. did he not come and do the unprecedented? Mm. Did he not, he, he, he fulfilled everything that was written about him and then some. You know, I believe you get what you preach. That's what the elders told me. Mm -hmm. But I've been preaching long enough that God exceeds. He not only gives what he mm. preached, but he exceeds that. Mm. I've gotten everything I've asked for. And then and some. Then some. Mm. Above what you could ask or... Yes, according to the power. Think. Yeah. According yeah. to the power. And so to the measure that I allow him, I surrender to him. I hear his voice, and then I obey it. Hearing his voice is, is actually, it's a, it's a package deal. It's not just hearing as an audible sound. It's, it's hearing it to the place that I put it in shoe leather. I, I either speak it or I, I walk it out. I, I touch with my hands. Jesus said, even though he was God, yet he was man. And he came and became the perfect pattern for us to navigate mm. these spiritual waters. And he said, I only say what, what I hear my father yeah. say. Mm -hmm. And I only do what I see my father do. And thus, greater works than these shall ye do. Because I go. But if I go, I'll come back. Mm. And um, I'm with you now and I shall be in you. So through the power of the Holy Ghost, we have, we have been given an abundance that's beyond measure. Anything we can imagine. I, again, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. The mm. things, they're plural. I present to you, they're unlimited. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're as far as time will allow you to go with them. But they are revealed unto us, Paul says, by the Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Mm. Mm -hmm. It will show us the way. And sometimes it's just one word. It's go. It's stop. It's no. It's yes. It's wait. Ever so often, I'll get a sentence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But an old preacher, A.L. O'Brien, many years ago, told me, he said, son, if you just, you just wait on God, pray until he speaks, and it may be just one word, but he, uh, this was back in uh, the late 60s. He said, you, with one word from God, you can set a whole countryside on fire. Hmm. I'll never <laughs> forget that. And on any given service, they'd come down every pig trail and 
in a town with one blinking light, they'd have 400 on any given service. Didn't matter. And uh, I've been to a town with one blinking light. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah, yeah, we, that, that's about what we have is one blinking light. Everything that you're saying really, and, and <clears throat> you having been here. For those of you that have not been here, we, I'm privileged to pastor an incredible group of people. and But I think there are times when a church at, at whatever, is it 92 or 93 years? Thereabouts, don't hold me to it, but it's that range. Sometimes that can be a, the greatest detriment to a church because you lose your grip on what you've been talking about, that there is a proceeding element to this yes. Yes. of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end. And so it, it's incumbent and maybe that's why this resonates with me the way that it does, that that we keep that in the forefront of our mind. Of all the miraculous things we've seen God do, we've not seen it all yet. The things yes. that he has prepared for us. Yes. Yes. Right. We judge everything by history, right? Always. We don't judge it by the future potential. We always go looking backwards. And then, like you're so ably saying today, then that puts the limits. It's up to him. You let him set the parameters. Mm. You're, you're just the vessel. Mm. You're just the vessel. You're the bridge between what is and what should be. <laughs> you're the gate. A gate is a, a passageway portal yeah. <laughs> for two re from one reality to another. It mm. may be from your front yard to your backyard. Mm -hmm. But you're you're the you're the gate. You're the door. You're the you're the mechanism that God uses to get you actually Himself. You're you're co-laboring with Him. I love it when God does it all by himself. I can just sit back and applaud him and say, go, God, go. But then most of the time, he says, uh, I, want, I want to do this with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I want to do it through you. Mm. And perhaps for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yes. leave, that, you yes. leave that with him. You leave that with him. I woke up this morning, it was so awesome. I wish every morning was like this. And uh, coffee, I don't know what it is about coffee up here in uh, Canada, but it's almost becoming spiritual. Yeah, Kingdom, uh, yeah. Kingdom yes. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, percolating and proceeding. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the connection. <laughs> oh, but I've lived long enough as a younger preacher. I was so... So focused on what? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? 
And then there for a while, I was so caught up with when, you know, the calendar was so important. Time was of essence and mm. when and uh, how, what. But I have come to the conclusion that who, mm. who should be the first question on your mind every, every morning, who? And obviously, he's at the top of the list. And uh, people are at, uh, I guess, the, the next step in that, that process. Relation, yeah. Yes, because that's God's end game. It's always people. Yes. Always people. That, that ladder uh, that Jacob saw, it was touching earth, mm -hmm. it was touching heaven. And he, he said, this, this is the house of God, the gate of heaven. It's mm. the, it, but there wasn't even a building there. That's right. Just the stone yeah. and some oil. And what amazes me, he, he, wasn't even, uh, he wasn't even awake when all this happened. This guy is dead tired of sleep. I know he's sleeping and I know he's dead tired because he uses stones for a pillow. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be tired. And God trusts him with one of the greatest revelations in the Bible, which is actually, according to John 1, it's a picture of Jesus himself. Yes. And uh, I believe he told Nathaniel, he said, hereafter, you'll see greater things, greater than the word of knowledge yes. that Jesus gave him when he said, I saw, I saw you under the fig tree. And he read his mail and said, oh, uh, a man in whom is an, an Israelite in whom is no, no mouth guile. is no guile. Yeah. Read his mail and, oh, yeah. that's just the skimming the, the, the surface. You're going you're to see greater things than Daniel. And I can speak that unequivocally out into uh, an audience, people that I'll never meet, never see. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you, God's got more. Mm. He's got more because he is more. Is this not, is this not, this, this is, this is relying back again on another bishopism, my, my dad. I, I've heard him talk about this, but to me, this is a parallel. The angels crying, holy, 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 holy Lord God almighty for eternity. Now, there's no way that God is tolerating monotony and mechanical worship out of them. So there has to be enough progression of his holiness that it keeps the inspiration in what they are repeatedly proclaiming. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's more. That's what revelation is. He's revealing <laughs> what you haven't seen mm -hmm. before. Mm. And who is the man that thinks that he can contain him? Or the church. Yeah. Or ministry or... or yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've heard you refer to this, but the more you study... This, which is a, in a literal sense, a 
finite grasp of him. But the more you study about him, the more you know you, you don't know about him. He's bigger than we think he is. <laughs> He's better than we think he is. Mm. So he'll settle on you if you let him. The thing that happened with Jesus at that baptism had never happened before. The Spirit of God had descended upon men through mm -hmm. the centuries, but had never remained. Wow. <laughs> but when the Spirit came as a dove, like a dove, like, in the manner, right. in the form, yep. Yep. it remained upon him. We gotta pause a second. Wow. It had it, it 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 had come down on men, but never remained on them. Holy men of old moved. They wrote while they were moved by the Spirit, but then it would lift. Mm-hmm. And he became our example. And he did not pattern this to happen just as a proverbial carrot to keep us moving in the right direction. I have not attained it, but I must believe as, as he is, John said, mm -hmm. not as a carpenter, not even as a, a man performing miracles, as he is seated in the heavens, yes. so are we Yes. in this world. Mm -hmm. Yes. No man hath ascended up to heaven except he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man. Now, if he just said Son of God, I, oh, I would applaud him. Mm -hmm. But he said the Son of Man, yeah. <laughs> which is in heaven. Yes. He's standing on earth. We don't even have a language for that until Ephesians 2 when Paul said, Yes. He ascended far above all principality and power and dominion and thrones. And mm. Something about the church being his, what, body? Yes. And all this stuff is under his feet. And he hath made us to sit together with him mm -hmm. in heavenly places. Christ Jesus. Whew. It's under under his feet. Thank God. Mm. He could have said under his chin <laughs> mm -hmm. if it was about the head, but he said the government would be on his shoulder. Uh. A body. We're co-laboring. <laughs> We're partnering with him. Yes. And he exampled it perfectly how to do that and how to navigate these waters. So if I'll go, if I'll go, if I'll just go, go ye into all the world, preach. Go teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. What did he command? Go heal the sick. 
That makes me very uncomfortable. Go raise the dead. That makes me mighty uncomfortable. Mm. Go cleanse the leper. <laughs> that's that's beyond my pay grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. Every nation? How's this going to happen? Lo, I, I am, am with you. <laughs> Always. Even to the end of the age. God. Even till you're 72, 75, 80, 85, mm. however many years God allows you. He's with you, sir. He's with you, ma'am. Hmm. And so you can invade the impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. <sighs> it's doable. When yes. you realize he's with me. He's on me. He's in me. He's going before me. He's my reward. He's my reward. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm just taking notes. <laughs> we can invade the impossible. Woo! And we have to. We have to. It's the only way his work is going to be done. Mm. It's the only way. Mm. Wow. So let him remain on you. It's, it's about surrender. I hadn't figured it all out. But when he's on you, Always remember, it's for others. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mm. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come, come upon, upon you. You. Mm-hmm. you shall be witnesses. It's always about others. Yes. It's not on you for you. No. No. And let me help some preacher that may be having a struggle with, to with the response when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and you preach or you teach or you witness or you minister. I have lived long enough. Test it. Try it out. I've lived long enough that the anointing is only as effective that's on you as the hunger level is of those that you have been sent to minister to. That's why you can preach the same message the same way and all of heaven explodes and comes down and go down a road, preach the same message the same way, and minimal response, hunger. Hunger determines that flow of anointing that's on you to whoever it's sent for. Now, the the anointing that works within you, that instructs you, according to 1 John chapter 2, it's primarily for you. Ultimately, others reap yes. the benefits from that. Uh, it, it teaches you, John said. It's that anointing within, within, and uh, fruitfulness, character, uh, wisdom, uh, on and on it goes. Uh, just allowing God uh, to use you. It, it's really... The, the longer I reach and listen and let him instruct me, 
the really the simpler it is, it, it, it's surrendering to Him. It's a, it's yielding to Him. And generally, it's a word. Generally, it's a touch. Sometimes it's a word and a touch. And uh, it's being on location. And God will put you on location. Yes, He he'll, will. He'll hey if He can tell a disciple who didn't even want to go. Remember Ananias, but I've heard, Lord, this man is a persecutor. And uh, you go, he's a chosen vessel. You go to a street called Straight, and he described the house. Put him on location. He'll do yes, it. he did. With pinpoint accuracy. Yes. You said you said this past weekend. When you're in the Holy Ghost. When you're in the it, Holy it's Ghost. It's a precision work. Mm-hmm. It's never a generality. No. 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 It's on point. It's on time. It's right. So let me let me just grab that coin. And 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 turn it and have you speak to the other side. You just speaking to ministers, and I'm just telling you it, it, that it, that helped me when you said that. That the anointing upon you is only as effective as the hunger within that audience. They can pull it. I absolutely have witnessed it. I have heard messages preached, the same message as, as I, I think it's Bishop Booker, wasn't it, that, that said if a message isn't worth preaching a hundred times, it's not worth preaching <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been there where we preach, you know, roughly the same, the same thought, the same idea. And I've heard it and went, it's not even the same message. Mm. So the other side of that coin, Bishop, and maybe you can speak to that, is that audience. They Can they determine the level of what they're pulling out? Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, outside of the kingdom, uh, the more you eat, the less hungrier you are. But in the kingdom... <laughs> The more you eat, the hungrier you get. Yes. Oh. So when I go on, to we a... we got to let that settle. <laughs> Give him a minute to chew that. Boy, I'm getting hungry. <sighs> mm. So when you preach God. to a hungry audience, it's a testament to that pastor that he's been doing his job. And that's feed the flock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you take the oversight, sir, you feed them. You're not wasting your time on Wednesday night, midweeks, or whenever it is you you mm-hmm. teach. Mm-hmm. There's many men out there. You're 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 not a screamer. You're not fiery as some would uh, define. But you're probably I don't know eighty, maybe even hundred percent teacher. We desperately need teaching. Yes. It is not second rate. It is not some uh, just secondary. 
a calling or ministry. It is absolutely it's not immaturity. No, it's head and shoulder with <laughs> apostles, prophets, and right. evangelists. Right. Pastors. In fact, most pastors that are worth their salt, they're teachers. They're apt to teach. Yes. And uh, and uh, if you're not a teacher, bring one in. Yes. Bring one in. Yes. It's, all of it is vital. And feed. You feed. And the more, that's why you 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 dredge out a, a deep reservoir of a knowledge of the written word of God. You get into that word till that word gets in you. You read that word until that word reads you. It's the only book that I know of in, on the planet where the author is always present. You read it until you you see that author. Or t- I'll God. tell you, you read it until he speaks. <laughs> because he will. Yes, he will. He will. And you'll find him in every jot and tittle chapter book. He's there. And I've had people say, well, I'm in the, the such and such begat such and such. Well, he's there, honey. Well, all it does is put me to sleep. Has he ever, have you ever scolded your child who went to sleep in church or went to sleep uh, in your arms? Mm. And I, then I've heard the excuse, well, <laughs> I, well I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd read it, but I, I'd forget it the next day. I don't even remember what I ate the day before yesterday, but it did me some good. Mm-hmm. It yes. was nourishing. At that moment, yeah. Kept you alive. Yes, sir. And the Word of God will work. Man shall not live by bread alone, mm. but by every word mm. that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There's a proceeding word uh, emanating from, from that written word. And... Uh, you find it. It'll find you. It's, a, it's an ebb and flow. Mm. He's wanting to, to speak to you more than you mm, want yes, him to speak. Is. Yes, he mm. is. Yes, he is. He's wanting to reach your city more than you do. Mm. That's why I, I don't believe for a minute. This is just opinion. I don't believe those 400 years were silent no. years. No. They probably should have been defined as deaf years. No. Well, who was Anna? Was it, <laughs> yeah. she was a prophetess? How yeah. old was she? 80, 90 years right. old. Right. Well, she filled some of that four hundred years. Exactly. Exactly. Simeon, we got to include him too. He came. There may to the have been temple. a breakdown somewhere. Yes. But it wasn't that God went quiet no. for four hundred years. No, never accepted that. Uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I believe God speaks on a regular basis continual basis so much that even when he's silent he's still saying something amen <laughs> that's why the pause of sea law doesn't disturb me like it used to hmm. that's why those those moments when you can hear a pin drop to me, that's that's old time Pentecost. Mm. I'm all for noise. I'm all for mm. high church. I get that, but I'm also privy to God speaking how He wants to speak. Yes. The tone, the mood, 
in which he wants to speak. I'm, I, I personally believe that's why there are seven spirits of God. Only one, one Holy Ghost. One, one. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was Brother Bean who referred to it as seven moods. Seven moods. Mm, interesting. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. Yes. Seven ways, tones, flavors. Call it what you will. Mm. But don't box him in. Don't limit him. Mm. He can he can come and when he does, he, he comes and brings it right. He brings it right. What did he say? Uh, he's the root of Chessy. He's coming out of that stem. Stem, yes. And, yes. and the Spirit of the Lord. It's, it's like the, the candlesticks. You've got that one main uh, tube yeah. of oil. Yeah. And then there are three coming out either side. Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, counsel, might, fear of the Lord these different ways that God works and speaks and touches and moves. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And we're just seeing through the glass darkly, man. We're just prophesying in part. And it's still overwhelming. Yes. We get one fragment and we're just stunned when there's so much more. We don't do this every time, Bishop. But I just think it would be extra special if you would close this in prayer and pray for those that would be listening to this that I I believe that God has spoken to them today. And if there's something else you'd like to throw in, you do it. I want to pray this promise. Enlarge the place <laughs> of thy tent My God. and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Mm. Lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand Jesus. and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. God Almighty, fulfill that in us, through us. <laughs> and not just for us, but others. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.